Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. I'm super happy to be back talking to you today. I've been a little bit uh, inconsistent in recent weeks um, through, you know, for, for very good reasons, I have to say. I've been, uh, I've actually had a holiday for the first time in a, a while. Uh, I, I tend to travel quite a lot for work. Um, I was in Montreal recently for the, for the language festival. Uh, I was in Mexico back in, in June, but these are all kind of work related. I actually had a holiday for the first time in, <laughs> since I can remember. And I was in uh, in Malaga in the south of Spain, which was w- amazing, I have to say. I mean, if I'm completely honest, I had a, a little bit of a st- stereotype about Malaga. I thought it would be a bit of a British expat haunt, and uh, but it was nothing of the sort. I mean, some of the surrounding towns are a bit like that. But Malaga itself was just a beautiful place. Um, one of the... One of the my favourite Spanish towns by by a long stretch. I, I really uh, was very very impressed by it, and all of the surrounding areas as well. You have places like Nerja, uh, Frigiliana, um, Ronda, some stunning places. Really, that, that um, you have to look up some of these places if you don't know them because they're, they're, they're absolutely well. They're quintessentially Spanish, and it makes you feel like you're in the middle of a. Of a of Don Quixote or something like that. Um, but anyway, I am back and looking forward to getting back to answering your questions. One of the things that I am, I think I've mentioned this before already, but I'm kind of gearing up to do a, a big survey with you because I, I, uh, I've been doing the podcast now for over two years, two and a bit years. And, you know, here we are, episode 217. We've talked a lot about languages, but I can't help feeling that there are maybe some things that I could be doing differently, a different direction. I could take the podcast. I know a lot of you guys like the interviews that I do, which is cool. I like doing the interviews as well, but I don't think I want to just do interviews. So I'm going to be asking you soon to uh, to, to help me out by, uh, by replying to a survey and telling me uh, both what you like about the podcast, what you don't. And I'm going to be also putting forward some ideas about things that we could do differently whether it's more interviews, whether it's having some guest hosts on, whether it's about having seasons or particular themes. I'll be asking you all these questions and I'll be seeking your views and your replies to try and make sure that the podcast stays stays relevant, stays helpful for you, and uh, and so on and so forth. So, I would like to thank the wonderful sponsors of the show. The, one of the only language companies I use on a regular basis, and I, and I use them to get my, my speaking sessions without which I couldn't learn a language, of course, italki. And if you would like to get a free lesson with a teacher from italki, you can go to iwillteachyouralanguage.com forward slash free lesson. Okay, now let's hear today's question from William. Bonjour, Ali. Comment ça va? My name is William and I'm learning French. And I have a question to you about comprehension and people that comprehend languages without speaking them. Um, I've been learning French for a meaningful period of time now, but I would say that my comprehension is still only about 60 to 70 percent, and I can speak at about probably the same level. Now, I live on the border of Quebec, and I work at a store, and I work with many people, and I see this with many people that grew up with French families, 
Maybe they had a grandmother that spoke to them in French. Maybe they had French around them a lot. They just never learned to speak the language. Now, they can understand French 100% perfectly, yet they cannot speak more than a word or two in French, nothing more than bonjour. Um, so I'm wondering about this phenomenon, and I see this a lot with people that maybe immigrate to the United States or Canada, and they have families that spoke a different language, and they just grew up hearing them, and they can understand them perfectly, yet they can't speak it. Because when I have a customer that talks to me, I can, you know, get the gist of what they're saying. I can understand, like I said, about 60 to 70% of it, and then I can reply at about a 60 to 70%, you know, way of way of speaking with them. Sorry if that didn't make sense. But my coworkers, for example, by contrast, they can understand everything they say, every detail, 100%, yet they always reply in English. And, um... It's just, it seems like it's a really strange thing for me, and I wonder how do I get my comprehension up to that level of somebody, especially somebody that does not speak the language? Is it something as simple as just listening to more music <clears throat> in French, listening to conversations more, just spending more time just listening and comprehending as opposed to trying to speak? Or should I keep doing what I'm doing, which is try to improve all the aspects of my language, and then that comprehension will improve over time? Again... Thanks for the great podcast. Salut. Salut William, merci pour votre question. Euh, J'étais au Canada en fait le mois dernier et euh, c'était génial. J'ai passé un bon moment et euh, j'ai parlé beaucoup français aussi. Donc je comprends ce que vous dites là. Let's see if we can untangle a little bit this this problem because it's very interesting uh, what you're saying. Uh, now for those that don't know, Canada is well the, the east of Canada especially um, uh, Quebec, Montreal. It 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 is a a, a Mostly a French-speaking area, and we, as I, when I was in in Montreal last month, uh, you know, walking on the street, you hear more French than English. So, I, and I and I understand that Quebec City itself is even more French-speaking than Montreal. So, uh, it is very much a, a kind of francophone area. But of course, English is, is is universally understood, I guess, because of the the proximity to the U.S. and the and, and all the, the cultural heritage of. Of um, cultural impact of the English-speaking uh, country next door. So um, you've, as you say, you've got these different, very interesting mixes of situations, right? So you've got people who are who grow up who grew up uh, predominantly speaking English with little knowledge of French, especially in different parts of the country. You've got people that that grow up speaking speaking French as a native language, but also speak English. And then you've got these cases in between, whereby on the one hand, you've got your case, William, where you, you, you grow up speaking English, but you studied French for a long time, and you kind of understand quite a bit. And then on the other hand, you've got these people whose grandparents were maybe French, and they grew up listening to French, but they've only ever spoken English. And I think every case is very unique and very, very complex. And... You know, I, I'm reminded of friends that I have who are um, BBC, British-born Chinese, or I guess ABC. You might you might say in North America, American-born Chinese. So people who are culturally Chinese, but uh, but are born into an English-speaking country and grow up speaking English. Um, I've, I've I've spoken to lots of people in the States as well who are whose heritage is uh, Hispanic, and yet they've gone through the English-speaking school system and they don't really speak much Spanish. Um, it can be psychologically very complicated, you know, 
um, for for someone like us, William, who like grew up speaking English and and yet who have learned another language as a as a second language or as a as a foreign language, in a way it's quite simple because we are we identify with being English speaking, and yet and then we have this this other language which is like an object for us what we what we study, and psychologically it's pretty um pretty straightforward for us, but for somebody who has a who has family whose grandparents maybe speak another language and they they've they've grown up hearing this language it can be quite difficult to know what your feelings are towards this language because you you understand it and you know that it's part of your heritage but often as a kid you know you might rebel against that because often well it's cool to speak english and you don't want to as a kid you don't want to stand out or appear different so you you kind of suppress that language uh, somewhere in your mind and you focus instead on speaking English. I mean, that is extremely common. So I think you've got to, you kind of got to take it in a case-by-case basis. You've mentioned colleagues of yours who have uh, French-speaking grandparents, so they understand everything, and but they reply in English. The reason this happens is simply because as they grow up, the the people that they want to talk to, their friends, their school system, all of this is in English. And for for whatever reason, um, they either haven't had the opportunity to speak French, maybe they don't see their grandparents that much, or else maybe they feel that, that French is uh, something that makes them different, which as a teenager maybe they, they don't like. And so for whatever reason, they just... They, they they kind of push French away in terms of speaking it. It's more comfortable for them to uh, to reply in English because it, you know, English is their identity. And so even though they they might understand French because they grew up in a French speaking household, actually they've just gotten so used to replying in English that that's what they do now. It's as simple as that. It's a, it's kind of a habit, if you like. But you're asking a slightly different question because you are. It sounds like you've done a great job. When people come in to the to to where you work and they talk to you in French, you understand sixty seventy percent, and then when you reply to them in French, you you feel like you can reply in with like sixty seventy percent accuracy, which is fantastic. And many people never get that far. So you know, first thing to say is good job. I mean, congratulations on, on getting that far. But you want to take it up a level because you that's not enough for you, which I understand completely. And so that your question, as I understand it, is well, how do I do that? I also think you pretty much answered the question <laughs> in, in in your in your own question, which is by saying like you you just need to do more of the th- the things that obviously work, right? So I mean I'm guessing that you have since you've been studying French for a long time. I'm guessing that you don't spend a, a, a huge amount of time actively learning right now, and I, so really the obvious answer is well you just need to get back to that. So if you want to improve your comprehension, then you need to spend more time listening and reading, right? So find podcasts read books um, that are on topics of interest and spend a lot of time with them if you want to improve your speaking then you need to um, you know either find a teacher or uh, or find a language partner spend more time actually speaking so that you're not just waiting for that person to walk into the store and speak to you in french you're actively proactively you're, you're proactively looking for those opportunities to speak every week two or three times a week with someone who will who will push you and, and force you to express yourself like those are the kind of things you have to do and, and I think you, know, you, you sound like you you really understand that so I won't belabor that point it, it really just comes down to a, a focus on, on doing those things but you also kind of 
asked the question in a way which was like, well, is that is it really as simple as that? And let, let, let's explore that because you're at a point where you already speak and understand French really well, right? Which means that you are entering this territory of diminishing returns, which is that the harder you study, the less results you get back because you've already learned much of the language. Um, so it's important to, to understand that, it, you know, the, progressing beyond this point is the hardest part of all. You know, there is a, there is a world of, you know, many people say that, you know, moving from C1 to C2, which is kind of advanced one to advanced two, is almost just as hard. It's almost as much work as getting from zero to, to C1 in the first place. Because learning to refine that knowledge and really perfect your your vocabulary, your understanding and usage of the language is a really tall order. So it is difficult that the stage that you're that you're moving into. Uh, and, and and for that reason, I think you have to take you have to approach this task of of looking to perfecting your French with the attitude of, OK, I need to surround myself with the best French I can, with the highest quality French that I can. I need to become an educated French speaker. So more than anything else, I think that means reading. Do the kind of things that educated French people would do. So read books, read newspapers, read things that are of interest to you. I'm not sure what your work situation is, but, you know, read things that have to do with your your profession. There's an obvious connection there, right? But I think you have to start saying to yourself, I'm going to spend lots of time reading, lots of time listening to very good high-level French. And over time you will follow the same path that say a high school kid takes you know so, say let's let, take for example a kind of 13 14 year old french speaking kid who you know it's his mother tongue but he doesn't dominate the language yet whereas by the time he's 18 20 21 he does dominate the language and the reason is because he's gone through many years of studying french in in an academic context and he spent lots of time surrounded by really good quality language and so you've got to kind of take the same path. It's going to be a process of a of a, few, of a number of years spent really reading as much as you can. I mean, at the end, really in the final analysis, it is a lot of reading and becoming an educated person that is going to get you where you want to go. So it is simple, really, but it's not easy. And so you're. I think the, the big task for you, William, is trying to get that mindset of becoming that educated speaker of French. So I hope that's helpful. Good luck. Let me know how it goes. If you'd like to ask me a question, please go to IWillTeachYouAlanguage.com forward slash ask and you can do that. I'd also really like to hear from you if you are someone with a heritage language, maybe your your parents or your grandparents used to speak to you in, in one language and you've kind of since forgotten that. I'd like to know your feelings about that and how it affects you now or how it's affected you in the in the past. If you'd like to talk to us about that, share your, your, your thoughts and your experiences, please go to IWillTeachYourLanguage.com forward slash episode 217. That's the show notes, episode 217. And leave a comment there for, for myself and for William and for everybody else who's interested in this, in this topic. Lots of exciting stuff coming up. I'll talk to you very soon.
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course. 